0: Dan and I, back in our eighteen-year-old youth ministry days, we we used to really drive the either-or. I yeah. think. Yeah, oh yeah, my personality tends towards that because I'm like I'm right. No, we fought. We fought I, a lot of a lot. Of, I, I wouldn't say good fights. We fought uh, a lot of fights. Yeah, some of them were good. I ended up with a lot of black eyes and, uh, spiritually. Hello and welcome
1: to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan Dimitain. I'm joined here with Brad and Aaron. Yes, Good to see you guys. This is gonna be an incredible show today. We're gonna be talking about the fact that the church is charismatic whether you like it or not. And <laughs> yeah. so we are a charismatic church. And we're just going to break into the fact of like, what does that even mean? Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the part of the essence of the church is that she is by her very nature charismatic, which will be very mm-hmm. exciting to talk about. Um,
0: but before we do that, let's kick off in prayer. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm, uh, Jesus, open our hearts. Allow us to be, uh, to be receptive to you in every area of our life. God, pour out your blessings on us. We pray that we would never um, be a hindrance to the work that you want to do in us, the work you want to do through us. So Lord, as we, uh, as we speak about, as we um, dive into this idea of the gifts that you pour out in your church, we pray that we would be able to be open to the gifts that you want to pour out in our lives. Um, let the content that we uh, discuss today, Jesus, change us for the better. Um, so that we can we can grow the church and grow the world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Son, Holy, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, I'm super excited. I just want to be a part of a church that's growing and moving and shaking things up and yeah. changing people's lives, that's right? right? Not a church that's, like, dead and dormant. And mm-hmm. so this, I think this episode will really just kind of talk about how the church is meant to be that in the that's world right. again. Yeah, Brad, you had a sweet little experience last night hanging yeah. out with our bishop and a bunch of missionaries. Why don't you share about it?
2: Yeah, so it, uh, in the Diocese of Columbus, we have an amazing bishop, Bishop Brennan. Yep. Uh he just uh, received a new appointment to the oh, diocese man. of Brooklyn in New York Dang. which is like one of the biggest dioceses in the country so um, that's a pretty big appointment yeah.
1: and 1.2 million catholics I know. in Brooklyn Yeah. In like like big. a really
2: small area too Our diocese, it's like they stack them on
1: top of each other I think we other. have like 250,000 so it's like oh yeah we'll just add on
2: another million <laughs> yeah right, yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> and, and, and and it's like Good it, luck it, yeah it's like hey <laughs> two years of being a bishop we're going to put you in this yeah. but that just shows how amazing he is yeah. and he got all of the missionaries in the diocese together with the seminarians and He wanted to do that because he wanted to instill within just like uh, the diocese a desire to honor people that have given their lives for the church, even if for a season. And so he had all the lay missionaries together, all the seminarians together. And I think what really blessed me the most was at the very end. So he allowed there to be just like an abundant time for testimony. So Mm -hmm. he had all of these missionaries going up and sharing about their experiences on mission, all these seminarians going up and sharing about their experiences with these missions, their experience in seminary, their experience uh, across the board. And it was just like such a powerful night of that. And then Bishop Brennan came up at the end. And I think what blessed me, like I said, more than anything in the night was just the words that he decided to use, right? Because this is a man that's come in and shaped our diocese in a way that I couldn't imagine someone shaping the course of two years. Like he's just come in and done so much. And, just, he had, and it's so cool. Just with joy. It wasn't
1: like a insane strategic no. plan. It was like, Hey, I'm just going to infuse joy right. everywhere I go. Yeah, and like yeah. all and of a sudden things just like come right, to that's life. Right. Yeah. And being a father. And nor was people. it heavy
2: handed. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like an agenda that he came in with. Like yeah. you're saying, it was just, he came in and he just saw what God was doing and he yeah. got behind it and blessed it. And then he also gave avenues for it to expand. And that, uh, I, he goes up and, and his words, I, I'm paraphrasing, but they, they were just right on. Like he goes up and he was just talking about what God's doing in the church today. And he was speaking that like his two years here, he's been given a lot of credit. And he said that like, mm. what I came into though, I've actually just partnered with that like I didn't come in and change things, I came in and partnered with something that was already happening, Mm, that God's doing something amazing here in Columbus, that he's doing something amazing. And just to hear his words in that, and like he was emotional, he got to the point where he was just saying that, like these two years will be carried with him forever. And he was saying that because of what he's seen the Holy Spirit do in this diocese and how he knows that the Holy Spirit can do that in the next diocese he goes to, which for now is Brooklyn. So anyway, I think like, it was um it was on my heart this morning and we were talking about this show. I, I felt like that's just such a great way for us to launch in today because yeah. like the church is growing. Like there's something happening in the church, and Bishop Brennan saw that here in Columbus. Yeah. He's excited to take that to Brooklyn and like 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 we're saying it it's dependent on the lord and the holy spirit's moving in the church and we want a church that's alive. All right. So you said bishop dead. brought
1: all the different missionaries together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, explain what you mean because technically he would have to bring every single every, catholic okay, yeah, in the call, diocese could call, could call. together. Sorry. Sorry. So Sorry. We're, yeah. I should we're have <laughs> missionary <laughs> by baptism. But so who was gathered
2: there? Yeah, 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 so like uh, all the apostolates in the nice. diocese. So like all who are like um I guess carrying the title of lay missionary. So, Which focus was there. Focus was there. Yeah, St. Paul's outreach was there. We at Damascus nice. were there. Urban encounter was there. And yeah. um I and then the seminarians. Those were the yeah. those were the four. But I think like for anyone that hasn't heard of those focus, they do on-campus college ministry. They really go into like Um, Bible studies and things like that. And they believe in that multiplication that lets you invest heavily in a small few who then go invest in a small few, Mm -hmm. um, taking the model of Jesus with them. St. Paul's Outreach, they build households on campus where they can live with the students as they grow in their faith walk. And then uh, Urban Encounter, they they tend to the downtrodden, the drug addicted, the poor in the Columbus area. And it's a really powerful um, ministry with Urban Encounter. And then we at Damascus obviously doing... Youth evangelization, so it was yeah. it was sweet.
1: That's amazing. I think it's so cool too because what we want to talk about today is this idea that the church is both uh, hierarchical and charismatic. That mm-hmm. the Lumen Gentium talked about how the Holy Spirit has poured out hierarchical gifts and charismatic gifts on the church, and th- in a sense, this the church mm-hmm. walks on two legs, both yeah. as an institution that yeah. is sustained throughout the generations. And as uh, the with the charisms that helps the church grow and move mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and it, it was almost yesterday was a perfect example of that where you have those studying to serve the institutional gifts of the Holy Spirit, the uh, those seminarians, yeah, right? right, and then those also in formation with apostolates who are uh, mm-hmm. with the charismatic movements uh, mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, That's and right. you almost have this representation. And so uh, if you're if this this. Idea. This concept may be a little bit new for some people. Those the are, church, those are
0: pretty theological yeah. words.
1: So, by its very nature, the church teaches. It, she is both charismatic and institutional. There's these this dual nature to her. Aaron, I know you've like yeah. like pondered this, studied this insanely. <laughs> uh, I, you could probably write a large dissertation on this. Um, <laughs> but w- when you hear that, or why, what what draws you to like to that? Why is that important?
0: Yeah, it. it you know. I I'm drawn to areas of balance and tension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a theologian once communicated that the truth in the Catholic faith is found in the tension, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's mm-hmm. uh, it's in those it's in those both and moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. where we where we find ourselves so often and. Well, and I just want, the Catholic church is so good at both
1: and, and yet our culture today is so polarized on either or. Yeah. Mm -hmm, And it's like, and because of that, I think sometimes our culture's mindset (laughs) ends up in our church mindset and the church is like, no, we can, we can dialogue, like Jesus is both human and divine, right? Yeah, there's a right. It, it's that and the both and nature that the church is already not yet like
0: there's mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. we use this as Catholics. Yep. So personally for me, whenever you know, Dan Dan and I back in our 18-year-old youth ministry days, we we used to really drive the either or, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, yeah. That, my personality tends towards that because I'm like, I'm right. No. We fought we uh, fought a lot of a lot of, I, I wouldn't say good fights. We fought uh-huh. a lot of fights. Yeah. Some of them were good. I ended up with a lot of black eyes and uh, spirit. And and I don't know, um, just in in the experience that I've had in the church in the last number of years, like mm-hmm. whenever I see someone fighting an either or, my my sense now is where's where's the both hand? Yeah, like where's yeah. where's the yep. where's the tension in the middle? Mm-hmm. And I found myself in a number of different conversations and uh, defensive conversations, mm-hmm. justifying. Mm-hmm. The spiritual practice and yeah. exercise that we had here at Damascus, yeah, and ultimately, you know, uh, as as often is the case in the Catholic Church, like there's a conviction of truth in your heart, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and then you go and you're like, man, Church, back me up on this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So, so I I I started to to dig into some amazing resources mm-hmm. and and ask myself, okay, so what is it about the charismatic expression, this charismatic dimension of the Church? Um, that that stands not in contrast but in harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, the grandmaster himself, John Paul II. They always are all the grandmasters, Paul <laughs> the Sixth, John Paul the <laughs> Second, of the Sixteenth. It's so,
1: and I think what one thing that happens is. Um, just our own vernacular in yeah. the church is confusing yeah. sometimes because we use the word charismatic to mean it. The, yeah. the movements of the Holy spirit, the gifts of the Holy spirit. But then also we use the same word to talk about the prayer expressions of expressive yes. praise. Yeah. And like yeah. there's where you get polarizing conversations a lot is like charismatic, Praise and worship, or charismatic expressions of prayer time, versus contemplative or traditional expressions of prayer time, and we're we're, to some extent we'll tackle that topic in the future. I don't think we'll tackle the prayer dimension today, but Mm -hmm. but today we're kind of talking about the church herself. What what does the word charismatic mean in the context of this conversation? Well,
2: yeah, 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 and i i I want I want to answer that. I think it, it goes to that that tension point though to say that like when we're asking what is charismatic mean, like yeah. to that same point, whenever we're in conversations and you hear someone on one side making a straw man of the other side, yeah. you can be pretty sure that they're trying to safeguard away from a both ends. So like, yeah. um, I, I don't, I don't want to like Like um, just kind of fall to how we always define charismatic, or how we always define even institutional. Because I think what can end up happening is if we're on one side, we define institutional as form without power, and if we're on the other (laughs) side, we define charismatic as wacky and cosmic phenomena. What if we could say that the institutional (laughs) gets great 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 definition? (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I've seen both of those. I've actually seen both of those lived out, where the other makes a straw man, and then like it's like, oh, actually, no, both of you are wrong. They're actually both. Yeah. great. Like the institution becomes like the roots of a tree, yeah. right? And then the charismatic actually allows the branches so to analogies. grow, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think like the church needs both, but to answer the question, so I, I hmm. charismatic means open to the Holy Spirit, right? That the Holy Spirit is a gift giver by his nature, yeah. mm-hmm. that he wants to be with us as a person of love. He wants to invigorate us in love and he wants to give us the resources to share love. Mm. And the way that he does that is by giving us access to the gifts, right? Yeah. And so a charismatic church is a church that's open to the love of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That imparts gifts so that we can bless the church. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and not the church like four walls, right? Like the church, like the people. Like yeah. we're serving one another. We're giving those gifts over. And uh so when I think charismatic, I think open to the Holy Spirit. And I think that is, if we're going back to Bishop Brennan's dinner, yeah. that's what's happening in the church yeah. right now is all of a sudden we're seeing things happen in the world that we want to have change in. Yeah. And we're like, actually the church is supposed to be that change. But wait, I can't do that on my own. Okay, Holy Spirit, I need that. So anyway, then, I, I think it's an openness. And what Holy you're
1: Spirit. saying is so interesting, Brad, because the, when I hear the word charismatic, the first thing that pops in my mind too is openness to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Or just the gift itself, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and The gift himself.
2: Yeah, and yet yeah.
1: the institutional church by her nature is also... Fill, it's the the Lumen Gentium says the Church has institutional gifts and charismatic gifts. Mm. So both are gifts of the Holy mm. Spirit. They're just expressions in a different way. So paragraph twelve. Oh, that's 12. really good. So yeah, yeah. So this is so cool. So paragraph twelve in Lumen Gentium it says. Uh, it's not only through the sacraments and the ministries of the church. Mm. If I was that, gonna get
0: a tattoo, I would tattoo lumen gentium yeah. paragraph
2: twelve. Oh, I, do, I already have it. I put it on my back. Oh, I don't know why. What is, what's that brand LG? It means yeah. life's good. I'll just get LG and be like, that's actually lumen, <laughs> lumen, gentium, <laughs> lumen not that life's is good. yeah. I have that if emblem on my refrigerator. LG, it's like yeah. that's
1: lumen gentium. Yeah. You didn't know. you going oh, put I the stick figure? I Yeah, so. Was a smiley face? Yeah, I think so. I'm about to drop like some meat and potatoes. Vatican come to <laughs> No, okay. So this is what it says. Not only through the sacraments and the ministries of the church that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. sanctifies and leads the people of God and enriches it with virtues, but allotting the gifts to everyone according to as he wills, he distributes special graces among mm-hmm. the faithful of every rank. So there's this, this nature of like, he pours out the, mm. the gifts are poured right. out upon the institutional uh, church and the gifts are poured out upon all of the, On the people. individual people. And it's so neat because I think sometimes like when we get into this either or mentality or the strong mm, yeah. man, comp- like, Conversations, yeah. we we're like, well, the the church needs signs and wonders again, and so like, and we think that that's the charismatic dimension of the church, yeah. but like the yeah. sacraments are signs and wonders. Yes. They're actually outward signs instituted by Christ that confer grace. And yeah, so right, right, they right. are signs and wonders, yes. like 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 there's the anointing of the sick, where the sick are healed, yeah. right? Yeah. That we actually believe in the healing ministry of the church
2: within the institutional yeah. church or, or, the or the Eucharist, like at mass, yeah, like when Jesus wine makes himself present, <laughs> like that's a, <laughs> like, a miracle.
1: Like you die to yourself a baptism and you rise a new creation. Like these are supernatural Mm. works of the Holy Spirit, but they've been they're institutionalized Mm -hmm. in the nature of the church so that the church can preserve herself throughout eternity, right? Or throughout the ages. Mm -hmm. And then the charismatic dimension is that what's happening amongst the lay faithful of every rank and Mm -hmm. every file that Mm -hmm. that God is working in neat ways, not just two thousand years ago when the church was first established, but God is doing something new. Mm-hmm. every single day behold yeah. i make all things new he yeah. says and i
0: think it was third grade also i i experienced my first uh civil um what is it uh current events lesson oh, in, yeah, in yeah. class That's, right Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we talked about we talk about government and the idea of yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. checks and balances right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i think that yeah. the govern or the the charismatic and the institutional dimensions of the church they exist to keep each other in order oh mm-hmm. yeah they like go. it's possible for you yeah. and I, I many of our you know audience might have experienced this i would, I would Err on the side of caution and see yep. probably have sure. that you can experience the institutional church and not experience a life changing mm. encounter of grace. Yep. Yeah, right. It's yep. possible to receive the sacraments. Yep, and have your life and experience that your life is not transformed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we right. see that all the time, right.
1: right? Kids go through first communion and confirmation, and yet their their life isn't really mm-hmm. changed so by what's, Their what, soul. So be, what's lacking their life there? Isn't,
0: yeah. I would suggest what's lacking there. Yeah. Is an openness to the transformative nature of the charisms, yeah. right? Yeah. of the, of the yeah. charismatic nature of the church. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is why both are critical, right? Yeah, the 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 charismatic ex- expression of the church without the leadership and guidance, and this mm-hmm. is exactly what Lumen Gentium says to us mm-hmm. of the institution. Yeah. Is chaos. Yeah, right? correct. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, okay, I'm gonna do whatever the Holy
1: <clears throat> Spirit says, whenever he, he right, says right, it, like, right. then yeah,
0: it and yeah, just, and an institution devoid of life is, is dead. is, is, life-less. <laughs> it's it's is life-less. lifeless. It's right. an empty right. shell, right? right? Exactly. So, so, exactly. so both have been critical from the start and both are critical now.
1: Well, and yeah. I love what you're saying, Aaron, because if, if, it's necessary for the church if I am the church it's necessary for me Amen. that I need both yeah. the institution of in my life the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are have been institutionalized yes. yeah. and the new movements yeah. the yeah. readiness of today right yeah. that mm-hmm. I need to be faithful to the orthodoxy and tradition yeah. of the church and at the same time open to the Holy Spirit's going to ask me to
2: do something wild today that yeah. may be yeah. uh, unconventional yes right well, and the charisms serve the church as institution. So I think about this when we th- we talk sometimes here at Damascus about Logos and Rhema, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the two words for the word word. The Logos, the yeah. eternal word of God. Rhema, the here now word of yeah. God. That like both are critical. Jesus talks about yeah. both of them. Yeah. Like when Jesus responds to Satan in the desert and he says, man shall not live by bread alone, mm-hmm. but by every word, that's Rhema. He's not saying Logos. Now, now Rhema always serves Logos, right? Yeah. It never operates outside of Logos. Like the charisms never operate outside of Mother mm. Church. They always yeah. operate as a service of her, right? Yeah. The Rhema words always serve the logos. They actually, when when the Lord speaks to me now, it brings me deeper into the truth that He's been speaking yep. forever. Amen. And so the same thing with gifts. That's such
1: a good that's such a good word, Brad. Because it's like, okay, so the logos, right? The right. Scripture and tradition. That's right. never gonna change, Ever. right? Scripture is <laughs> scripture. Right. Is, and, and, thank and, is, and thank God for that. And thank God for that. So there are these unchanging pillars of the word of God in our life. Yes. And yet today and tomorrow, the word that God speaks to me in my yes. prayer is going to And isn't change, that important? You know? like, like, I, I,
2: like, think about you just as a human. Let's just even get out of the, like, faith dimension out of it. Yeah. As a human person, I need things in my life that are regular yeah. and anchored. Yep. And I need things in my life that are adventurous and new. Yep. And if I don't have those two things, I don't feel And that's fulfilled. why Catholicism is so valuable right. exactly. because we're exactly.
1: regular and anchored and we're spontaneous and new, and new right? Exactly. And like exactly. you see in some churches that aren't regular and anchored, they, uh-huh. they may burn brightly for a little bit because yes. they're spontaneous exactly. and new, but then they burn yes. out because yes. they weren't anchored it in depth, has to be right? Well,
0: what's really neat too, just in, in the experience of, of having exposure to a variety of those church communities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many of them, find strength in looking to the catholic church yeah, right? in looking to yeah, the church fathers so they're it's, it's, like oh
1: my god right. I mean, it's,
0: it's so funny that y- there's almost like uh there's almost like a, a liturgical or even a sacramental a devotion or discipline hmm. that 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 yeah. these kind of new non non-denom- non denominational church communities that are that are really radically open to the movement of the spirit yeah are yep. Attracted to why yeah. because they're necessary, yeah, yeah, because right? yeah. it reveals to us something mm. that God actually designed in mm-hmm. the institution, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. So, I think well how we can talk about the church today is
1: exactly kind of that logos and rhema concept that, that mm-hmm. the church has these institutions or that has have been established over the 2000 years, and the Holy yeah, Spirit is, is present there, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, the charismatic dimension of the church is that the church is ever new and ever growing, right? That there's something uh right. new and spontaneous that the Holy Spirit wants to do. I think a great that's example a, that's a scary
0: word, Dan. I know. Oh <laughs> my
1: goodness. Like I, I, I love it, but like is sometimes we're scared of it, but like the Holy Fathers are like new Pentecost. Yeah. New evangelization. Yeah. New Spring Tank. New Apostolic Age. Like there's newness. Like yeah, if you we guys haven't woken up like wake up. Like the, the church Amen. publicly is saying it is a new time. Yeah. And that's it's because the church is about to rediscover or is rediscovering mm-hmm. her charismatic dimension, right? Yeah. Aaron, the Paul VI, when he is it when he when the charismatic renewal mm. first happened, right? The, and and once again, it's not charismatic spirituality, right? But sometimes that that's what was happening. But when the charismatic renewal first started in the sixties mm-hmm. and, and like Paul VI instituted this yeah. this
0: team. Explain his story. ITCRS. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So the International Catholic Charismatic Renewal Services. Yeah, um, uh, a team. Yeah, say that. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. <laughs> <laughs> International Catholic Charismatic <laughs> Renewal. Services. I do all the time. <laughs> it's so it's, fun. Uh, and exhilarating. It's, it's been rebranded as Caris now, the Caris Institute, but. Um, This is a, yeah, this was an organization, you know, as close as you can get to a, to like a Vatican office Mm -hmm, that was determined to, or that was originated to actually pastor well, the the charismatic renewal, the charismatic renewal of the church. And um, as he identified, he said that, you know, when I, you know, I I won't, I won't quote directly, but that this Ministry, this service will no longer be necessary when you've accomplished your mission, which Mm. is Mm. the integration, the reintegration, the effective integration of the charismatic dimension of the faith. Yeah, right into the institutional church.
1: Yeah, he's, he mm-hmm. basically says, okay, Va- the Vatican is gonna have a charismatic office, but once you accomplish your mission, you'll cease to exist yeah. because the church by her very nature is
2: charismatic. Kind of what we used to say about and, youth ministry. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or about apostolates sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hopefully we put ourselves out of a job because the church is so vibrant and alive yeah, exactly. that everyone's, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, and I actually apostolates are a great example too, Brad, yeah. this like idea the dual nature. So yeah. a lot of times we wanna pin ourselves as either or people like, right. well, either you support your parish or you support no. these new apostolates, right. right? And it's like, wait a second. No, no. the parish is like That's part right. of the institutional dimension. It's there for the long exactly. haul, right? Yeah. And this new movement can come or go as the Holy Absolutely. Spirit wills, right? Yeah. So like yeah. to some extent, Damascus is a new movement of the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't need Damascus for the next 2000 years of church history, right. but we do need parish yeah. priests. Like we yeah. need we need priests who are mm-hmm. bringing the sacraments, right? And so it's it's neat because the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. can use these new movements yeah. to spark park the yeah. church alive again, and then maybe the the Holy Spirit doesn't need that. And anymore. I think both
2: of you are making good points too, in the sense that like let let's let's just let's just uncover the thing that sometimes we're scared to talk about. That it, it's going to become like ever new. It's yeah. ever ancient and ever new. That sounds like the God yeah. that we worship, right? Like, um, I, I want to go back to the analogy I said at the beginning because I I know it's elementary, but I think it helps us that like I'm not scared of a tree. In the springtime, mm-hmm. right? Like be, because, like I know the tree's anchored, so the tree's alive, right? And then whatever new leaf or new fruit comes, I get excited about that in the springtime. Those aren't the same leaves it had the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're coming from the same root system. They're coming from the same branches. Yeah. That like that's okay. Like I actually see that in the natural world is beauty. Yeah. But then sometimes for whatever reason, I think it's a control thing sometimes mm-hmm. that when I, I begin seeing that the next season won't look like this past season, I can't predict it and I'm no longer in control of it. But the thing is, that's okay because beauty actually comes whenever control's relinquished, not yeah. when it's demanded, yeah. you know? And so- I, I don't know. I think that there's something to yeah, that no, that rooted and you
1: know, bearing fruit. It That's has the to key of the church. It and has to be both. I think some like well, I think Bishop Brennan, you mentioned it earlier. This he's such a great example of this mm-hmm. because uh he he, of course, as a bishop is like in charge of the institutional church, right? Yes. And yet the the way he keeps the institutional church growing and fresh is by mm-hmm. being open doors to all these new movements of the Holy Spirit and like these new uh apostolates, mm-hmm. these new mm-hmm. uh, ideas, mm-hmm. and, and, and so he... He stays anchored in the depth of the institution mm-hmm. and yet open to the new movements of the Holy Spirit. Right. And and to some extent, the new movements of the Holy Spirit they they'll never produce fruit unless they stay anchored to the yes. institution. Yeah. And That's so right. it's it's we we learn from each other, we collaborate
0: together, yeah. we we grow together. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a really cool. So so to to put it in perspective from a narrative point of view as well, I think that to quote the to quote the great. Dr. Ian Malcolm, mm. life finds mm. a way, right? <laughs> that uh, can you say it like he would? That's Jurassic Park. <laughs> I
1: know, but he's, got, like he's great, got the deep voice. Great literary work. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, when I think this is the first podcast, Catholic podcast, that has quoted. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park yeah. Yeah, du- yeah, du- yeah. Specifically Dr. <laughs> you know. E. Yeah, M. The fact that you know uh, is ours
2: is <laughs> scary. And... Diggory and I just okay. read it again. Okay. No, the,
0: uh, Jurassic Wait, Park. I was... didn't even know Jurassic Park was a book. Oh my gosh, Dan. It? <laughs> oh, <I just> <laughs> it was a movie.
1: If it, if it was written, I, I haven't read it. If it was a uh, movie, I'd probably uh, see okay, it. Okay,
0: I'm going to buy the audiobook for you. Mm, it's, yeah, it's, that's true. It's a work of art. Okay, great. Um, have got so much to learn. I sit at your feet, Aaron. Quick aside. So Jurassic Park is full of like curse words because... Because people are being eaten alive by dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, so <laughs> there's certain times. I found a, I found a great app for my computer where I can download an ebook and it strips out all of the curse words from it. Interesting. And yeah, replaces them with like contextual yeah, sure. n- normal words. Yeah. I hope this isn't a copyright what, issue. Well, What's the name of it? I've, because this show is now know. sponsored
1: by. No, ben. no, 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 no. it's yeah, yeah. it probably <laughs> illegal.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Diggory and I, my 11 year old, we just read Jurassic Park and there were mm-hmm. no curse words and it was it's the best. Do you okay. remember your original point? Um, uh, you quoted yes. him. What life, was his quote? <laughs> life finds a way. So, so the the idea that the charismatic and the hierarchical dimensions of the church are are coessential. Yeah. Right. It's not only a theological concept; it's a proof for us yeah. that mm-hmm. God actually cares about the church more than we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when try as we may, try as the culture may mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. subject the church and to um and to restrain her growth. Yeah. What happens? Well. The Holy Spirit pops up here and yeah. there. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yes. You can't stop yeah. me. Yeah. Right. Be- because because the 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 future of the church, the future of the Christian life, right? Yeah. This is this is the prerogative mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amen. This is this is God's priority, not necessarily ours. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, so, what happens when we get things out of order? Yeah. It's probably, as Brad mentioned, it's because of control. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. because it's because I, if on either side of the aisle. Right. That we've tried to we we've tried to to take control back mm-hmm. where the control was never ours to have in the first right. place. Well,
1: I, I think where that control maybe first started was back in the 1500s with with uh, the you know the Protestant Reformation where the Holy Spirit was at move in the church and and mm-hmm. when the people started to break away from the church, mm-hmm. one of the things that the institutional yeah. church did was. Almost safeguard control that, yeah. like, we've got to crush this and crush this and crush because we don't want it to actually like break off in another. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so there is this is worry. This, is that a bad thing? No, it just is our history. Yeah. No, right? right? It's what happened, and so now And it's our
2: tendency is human. <laughs> that's sometimes. true. Yeah, it is, it is.
1: And in the night, <clears> like in the 1900s, the Holy Spirit was w- w- was popping up everywhere, yeah. right? And it's because the Holy Spirit's like, I love you guys so much that I want you to come out of this, like time of Christendom and, yeah. and that's moving towards church decline yeah. and I want you to rediscover your roots of a yeah. missionary
0: apostolate that yeah. gives people life again yeah. coincidentally one of my favorite little sides is in the time of the Protestant Reformation um, one of the there was one of the cardinals in the church actually made a made a statement that mm-hmm. um, the Protestant movements were inauthentic on account of the fact that they weren't seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. No,
1: that's yeah, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, so the way you discredit that is that <laughs> right. oh, there's
1: not moves of God here. So uh
0: huh yeah. yeah and uh how how far we've come. You right. know often right kind of not today as Catholics when we when we hear about miracles, signs and wonders, oftentimes we attribute that to like, <laughs> like some Pentecostal. Process. Yeah we're like, yeah, oh that's right. too
1: Protestant. It's like yeah, wait right. how is that Protestant <laughs> well, like, and, and, like, someone, like so, someone being healed is not <laughs> Protestant. <laughs> and in the context of our conversation, it like, get more well, no, well, yeah, or
2: Christian? Just than go them. to mass. Yeah. Like again, yeah. if we're talking institutional and charismatic, yeah. go to mass. Like it's, the minimum number of miracles in the world every day. Yeah. Three hundred thousand. <laughs> because that's how many masses yeah. are celebrated. We've got lots and lots of miracles. <laughs> happening yes, in the Catholic and, and praise church. God for that. Yeah. And I think there is a really cool dynamic here between the we and the me. Right. Yeah. That like we are a church, and then I'm also a beloved son. And so there's certain things that God wants to do that's for awesome. everyone yes, in the Brad. church. And there's mm-hmm. certain things he wants to do for mm-hmm. Brad. Well, is, and that's specifically his, what the Gentium speaks. Exactly, to, right? yeah.
0: That it's not just to the church, but it's to everyone. Yes. Yes. Every, Who's every everyone, ring. raise yeah. your hand, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Everyone according to, as according as he wills, he yeah. distributes special graces among the faithful of every, every rank. Ring. Yeah, well, and think yeah. about
2: a great team. Like a great team. I, I, I wouldn't like... If I was gonna set up a great team for success, I would have principles that I would like the entire team to abide by. I'd have gifts that I'd like the entire team to have. But then every position needs its specific gifts. And if they don't have specific gifts at that position, You're a bad team, okay? (laughs) Like, and even if you had all of the team gifts- A football team with all linemen. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. Or even all quarterbacks, because then good luck blocking anyone. Like, I just do think that, like, I I love the way God authors that into our lives, and we can see it just in the human dimension. It's like, yeah, when you build a team, you want people that have collective buy-in and collective giftedness in certain areas, but then you absolutely want them to be different in certain areas. Well, welcome to the church. Like that's God's building a great team and he's way smarter than we are, right? So if
1: you've hung out with us for the last half hour and you're like, well, how does this apply to me? This is how it applies to (laughs) you, right? Right? Like that you're part of the team. You're you're and you're not just a part of like you're not the bench warmer. Like you are a critical part of the team. And if like you're in the game and and the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is going to be poured out on you to fulfill a unique mission in the church today. And he he does that in responsibility. Yeah. 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 And you just ask like what am I called to? What position are you placing me in? Mm -hmm. Like because I represent both the institution and the charismatic dimension Mm. in my parish, right? So maybe there's some parts of my parish that just need some newness and some uh, some new fire and like yep. Lord, what's my position? Like, where do you want to put me yep. in this team to reinvigorate the body or to help sustain the body? Right. So yep. maybe like you're on the finance council. Your job is the sustainability of that parish through responsibility. Uh-huh. Right. Maybe you're part of the the parish council and you're planning the parish mission. You're part yes. of the the yes. growth and inviting new people in. Yes. Right. And so like, yep. what's your part on the team? And yep. no matter what your part is. Yes. It matters, and the Holy Spirit wants to use you mm-hmm. to do better in your part. Like, Amen. imagine if we had spirit-filled
0: finance councils in all of our parishes. That's what we sure. need. So it's, Lumen Gentium speaks to finance councils. It's the manifestation of the they. Spirit. Lumen, Lumen Gentium,
1: speaks to everything. The manifestation Why do you of have the Spirit is given to
0: everyone for profit. <laughs> for profit. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think um,
2: we've talked about this on the podcast before, too. I think we just, we just need to do well in the church to avoid... Um, Polarities. Yeah. To avoid extremes. Like, because obviously in the church, we do not want a subjective individualism. Yeah. But we no, also don't want crazy. a rigid collectivism. Yeah. Like, like I just yeah. don't want like I don't want everyone looking so like different that it's wacky, yeah. and I don't want everyone looking so similar that it's robotic. Yeah. Like, well, like, well, it,
0: Brett. So here's the question was was Jesus was was Jesus neither or was he both? Yeah, right. <laughs> both. He
2: was both. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and, and that's why when we go to a polarity, you naturally don't allow the room for the in between. Like, yeah. I I I want to look like my fellow Christians in how I love and how I worship, like like in the sense of like, I'm going, that, that's why liturgy is so beautiful. Like I want those things, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But then I also absolutely want to be me because that can free someone else in a way that someone else might not be able to. And so there's this like a play in that yeah. that I think can actually mm. free us. Like instead of yeah, being like, which I side agree. do I want to fall on? It's like, Fall into both Hmm. and be free to live.
1: I think it's before we're a rabbi, before we are a teacher, we first have to be a disciple, right? And so it's like this idea of when I I used to go into conversations like kind of like ready to go to fight for my cause, right? As as opposed to I still do. I know know. (laughs) I'm growing slightly, (laughs) Um, but uh, no. But I I think going to conversations like what can I learn here, right? And I think that breaks the either or mentality and it forges the both and mentality of like I've got something to learn from you. Whether yeah. we end on the same page or not, I've got something to learn. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's, it, it's
2: disalarming, right? And it, yeah. it's just powerful. disarming.
1: What did I say? D- I don't, never mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, I think it is both, uh, I think it both kills an alarm and it's disarming. Um. <laughs> Who knows? Well, <laughs> well so think about think
0: about when this document was written too. Yeah. You know, the church, I, I, I suppose as, as we see the church today in yeah. our common experience, there has been some acceptance of a transformation of yeah. of a charismatic dimension, right? Mm-hmm. But that wasn't necessarily the case at Vatican II. Sure, as these documents were being produced, like this was revolutionary yeah. stuff. Yeah, and 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 the Church, like particularly, calls us to to receive with thanksgiving and consolation the mm-hmm. charisms of the Church. Yeah. Uh, the charisms of the spirit, for they are perfectly suited to and useful for the needs of the church. Yeah. yeah, right. That that there's a, you know, it's almost like there's a there's an orientation of humility that we have mm-hmm. to approach here. Yep. That, yeah, that God, whether I'm comfortable or not here, yes, you are more concerned about the health of your church yeah. than you are about the health of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and and I I need to be willing to receive the tools and the assignment that's going to be necessary. Yeah, for for the success of the body. Yeah, that's right.
1: Well, and. I mean, crazy things were happening in the when these documents were written in the '60s too. Like you had the, like these these events where people started to speak in tongues again, where that hadn't yeah. been seen in the church for sure. hundreds of years, or these prophecies that were being spoken that had like there was these new signs and wonders where the church was like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" Yeah. And yet, at the same time, like Paul, uh, yeah, Paul in Corinthians, when he speaks of the charisms, he speaks of these these wildly like institutional and like yeah. spontaneous yeah. gifts there's there's tongues there's prophecy yeah. but then there's also like teaching and administration yeah. it's it's always That's this right. both and. and the early church was discovering this in a way that we're almost rediscovering it again today yeah yeah and i think yeah.
2: i i want to like as you guys were talking i think my heart is just coming alive for those who find themselves more on the institutional side of this if we can say right that like have a heart for defending the institutional church mm-hmm. because of her beauty and her eternal um splendor as she pursues Jesus with all that she is um and that should be all of us it should exactly <laughs> I, I think I think the 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 heart that I'm gathering though is kind of like the um the heart that like a father would have for his daughter that like like we we love the church and we want to see the church continue to be a safe haven for the practices of faith. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the same way that a father to a daughter, like you can't have your daughter just locked in your house for the rest of her life. Mm. Like she actually has to go out. And that comes with risk. Of course it does. Yeah. But but that's actually that's actually real love of the daughter. Right. Yeah. That's that's real love of Mother Church. Yeah. It's like actually, Mother Church, I want you to go and and to get out there, yeah. right? And I think this is where Pope Francis actually speaks things that are so good. Mm-hmm. And if we can be both and we can receive that because obviously like we hear sometimes that um, some that fall on a, like a more conservative path of Catholicism, they're frustrated with Pope Francis a lot. But I, but I think it's because both like streams sometimes can get so caught up in what they want to protect that mm-hmm. they don't allow the other to actually teach them things. Yep. And so what I'm trying to say here is like, I, I think I first just want to honor like anyone that's listening. Like If, if your heart is like, yeah, but I want to protect
0: mm-hmm.
2: like the church and keep her as a safe haven for the practices of faith. <laughs> well, good on you. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. and, and we should all agree to that. Yeah. Yet at the same time, in order to do that, we need to be able to let her breathe. Yeah. like yeah. She needs to go out and have experiences. And that's what I was talking yeah. about with Pope Francis. He says, I want a beaten, bruised, and bloodied church because she's been out there, right? Like that's not always pretty, but there's something that can be learned there that that is brought back into
1: it. Well, and I think, uh, and it's, that's such a good word, Brad, because I think the the charismatic dimension of the church, in order for the church to grow and to be new and to be relevant in today's world, Mm -hmm. she needs risk takers, right? Yes, We need to try things that are like urban encounter. You mentioned them earlier today. They're this new movement that's coming out of Columbus and they're awesome they yeah, love the Lord so they're so awesome. devoted they're on the streets of Columbus like with, with the poor praying with drug addicts praying with prostitutes praying yes. with people who are are, are just like drunk and, and, and drugged out in the moment right yes. that's so spontaneous so mm-hmm. risky. like I'm not sending my 12 year old to go out on the streets with them oh, yeah, at right, this time right. right but they're but that's necessary mm-hmm. because they're an expression of Jesus's ministry that the church needs yeah. today to sharpen us right at the same time Time, the lawyer who's protecting the church from uh, lawsuits, yes, right? Yes. Is also yeah. helping to keep the church yeah. alive throughout the generations. Yep. And so when we see these, they aren't in competition, they're blessing, no. and they're different expressions yep. of the same church, yeah. and they're both critically yeah. necessary. And Brian,
2: who started Urban Encounter, just a quick thing, <laughs> last night at that dinner, yeah. he got up and, and what he said at the very end, he was giving an understanding of what Urban Encounter is. And at the end, he said- and in all honesty, I just think if Jesus were here, this is where he would be. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think like there's some there's wisdom in that. If Jesus were here, of course he would he would be in liturgy and all these things. Yeah. And at the same time, he would be there. Yeah, like he would be with the prostitute. He'd be out where it's it's not yeah. pretty and it's not perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know. I, I'd- I want to, I want to, want to once again quote, quote the Grand Master. So, John Paul II. <laughs> when
1: he, you say Grand Master now, I have no idea who's going to come out of your mouth. I'm like, okay, which Grand Master are we talking about? I'm like Jurassic envisioning farm,
2: Dumbledore talking, for some yeah, reason, yeah. But, but John Paul II could be a good Dumbledore if like we go back. Isn't like is isn't,
0: isn't Doctor Strange like the, the Grand Grand Master? <laughs> I think so. I, I think did, so. I forget. I forget. I wish I was okay. A, so more John Paul, Paul II is, is the Marvel Grand Master that you're okay, quoting. Got okay. it. Uh, specifically as it <laughs> pertains to to the perception of conflict or opposition in the church. I just, I, I want to root us deeply because I think sometimes mm. you can hear Brad say this, you can hear Dan say this, or you can hear Aaron say this. And, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, just their that's, opinion. That's, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great perspective <laughs> yeah. you have. So yeah. um, this is uh, from "Juvenesit <laughs> Ecclesia, I mm-hmm. believe. So yeah. Can you uh, say that
1: three times? So <laughs> I can, I'm just not sure if <laughs> I'm it pronouncing it. It means the church rejuvenates, <laughs> right? I need
0: I need somebody uh, who speaks fluent Latin. Latin yeah, me too. Okay there is no conflict or opposition in the church between the institutional dimension and the charismatic dimension of which movements are a significant expression. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's significant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's, there's no conflict. He, he then goes on, goes on to clarify both are co-essential mm-hmm. to the divine constitution of the church founded by Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this isn't this isn't damascus's new perspective on right. on ecclesiology yep. right yeah the the charismatic and and the institutional dimensions of the church are coessential yeah mm-hmm. which means that that you you cannot draw a distinction between well which is more important uh right. as again as you mentioned earlier like these are the two legs on yep. which the church walks yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and it, if 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 the church isn't healthy, if both legs aren't strong, we're not right. walking well, well into the next generation. Yeah. And w- usually when you see the church shrinking or dying, it's because one of those legs is broken yeah. and
2: and the church needs to get healthy again. Yeah. Yeah. It was as ignorant as saying, like, which one's more essential, my lungs or my heart? They're both, like, they, <laughs> one, like, my right well, leg or my left well, leg? Well, the which reality is I actually die without either <laughs> functioning. And, and I, I think, and, and there is just wisdom in that because like, Of course, there is wisdom in that, Mm -hmm. but like, like, like I, I just like, like yeah, it's that great. I know, I know, I know, I know. know, know, know. (laughs) (laughs) know. I'm just, I'm just taking the most wisdom (laughs) in church. The church (laughs) is one. I think I'm just so taken back by how good that is. that I don't know what to say because there is, there's just wisdom in that. Like, there's wisdom for us in our personal lives. Like. Because I don't even think conversations like this have to remain for the church. Like, I can ask this in my own life all of the time. Like, Like, that's going to be true in my family. That's going to be true. Like, because there's going to be things my family is gifted in. There's going to be things I'm gifted in within the context of my family. There's going to be things that my school is gifted in. There's going to be things I'm gifted in in the context of my school. Like, I just— It's so so interchangeable. Yeah. It's so interchangeable.
1: My my wife the other day came home from a First Friday service and Uh she was like, Mm -hmm. Man, this it was just the best thing ever. She's like, I was at (laughs) St. Pat's and it was First Friday. There was there was there was a just mass with quietness. There was adoration in the silence. There was rosary being prayed quietly in the background. And there was confession. And she's like, and you know, we're so uh-huh. often around charismatic prayer expressions that yeah. she's like, I just loved that it was just so stable and reliable. Right. And that yeah, there's, there's the That's both. Beautiful. And that there's times where you're yes. in your spiritual life, you need the stable and the yes. reliable. I've got mm. my Eucharistic adoration. <laughs> yeah. I've got my silence. Liturgy, I have the mass. Hours. I have a confession. Yeah. Right. I have the rosary. Yeah. And then there's other times in your spiritual life where you need to be shooken up. You need Yet, something spontaneous. You need someone to be pray like to pray with you. You need someone. uh, You need praise and worship to to alive in your soul again. And it's like this idea of like you just. It, yeah, we all need both. Yes, right. Cool. It's, maybe it's, maybe, it's maybe a challenge
0: even for our for our audience as you're listening. Like uh Daniel, you speak about the church walking on two legs, and it's it's applicable to the institution, and it's also applicable to the individual. Yeah. yeah. So. Do like, let's let's invite a little examination of conscience here. One hundred percent in in my own sp- spiritual life. Yeah. it's it's fine if yeah. there are particular areas where I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Of but course. But am am I is is my spiritual practice devoid of an experience of the institutional dimension? That's right. Or is is my spiritual practice devoid of an experience of the charismatic dimension of the yes. faith? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And if it is, yeah. do yourself a favor. And step out of your comfort zone. That's right. Right? It's it's good to be in a place Mm -hmm. where you can, in humility, receive. Right.
2: Well, and be curious. Like, ask yourself why. Yeah. Right. Because that's where that's where real fruit yeah. happens like in our why, lives.
0: Why am I afraid well, why? of this? Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Why, why? Or why am I? Why am I much more for this and much less for this? Yeah. Like that serves us really well because yeah. it makes us more well-rounded. Well,
1: and, and ask that question why in an examination way, not it's, in a I've already got my conclusion way, right? Like no. <laughs> why am I? Well, because this is better, right? No. All yes. of a sudden you're either or, yes. right? Like or, why? Yeah. Why am I adverse of this? That's right. Like yeah. there's something inside of yes. me because this is they're both from God. Yes. They're yes. both from God. Yes there. And so, why would you be? And the answer is not. And, and the answer is
2: not accusational. Yeah. When I answer that question for myself, it's out of a place of genuine curiosity because I want to be well-rounded and whole. Yeah. Like, it's not because I want to find something to bludgeon myself with. The reality is, God made Brad to tend towards the side of things. Yeah. He made Dan to tend towards a side of things. He made Aaron to tend towards a side of things. All of our listeners are going to tend towards a certain side yeah. of a lot of different thoughts and expressions. But in that tendency, Mm -hmm. I don't want to just rest in that tendency. I want to be well-rounded and whole. So I can appreciate that tendency Mm. while at the same time asking, I wonder why I am less favorable towards this particular expression or this particular thing. Like that's... Such a worthwhile question yeah. across the board. You know,
0: my favorite thing is it just keeps people on their toes. Yeah, I I used to more frequently lead worship up here at Damascus, yeah. and it was it was funny always being pegged as like the the you know charismatic music guy. Yeah, and then. And then going to a Latin mass mm-hmm. and finding right. life there, 100%. or uh, participating in my church choir yeah. and right, right. Um, like chant and and, yes. and high liturgy and mm-hmm. uh, participating in the liturgy of the hours, like these things, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, if the That's church right. is meant to be both, and we can be both. And well, yeah, as and the well. Lord
2: actually surprised me. I, I've gotten back into the liturgy of the hours a little bit recently with morning prayer. And um, in college, I prayed morning prayer with a group of guys. But now when I'm reading morning prayer, it's really funny when I'm like in the middle of morning prayer and I don't have like a bunch of men that are on a like time schedule with me. So I go a little slower through it yep. and things. And sometimes God will take me off into like <laughs> like meditative and contemplative places with it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I never knew this was possible because I was always in, there's nothing wrong with that. I would I would go in there for 15 to 20 minutes with a group because of men and we would chant it. And organized it was, chant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's still, I'm still That's doing awesome, the man. liturgy. But in the same way, it's Brad doing the liturgy like that everyone else is doing in the hours. Yeah. But also Brad coming in as Brad and God speaking to him as Brad. And I was... I'm like, always like, dang it! I didn't get through Psalm one. I, I, oh, yeah, 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 the somebody, I got to get through the psalmody. Like, Lord, <laughs> come on! And uh, I, I got to get to the. Sometimes uh, I have the opposite experience.
0: The <laughs> I, I do the I do the audio divine office on my on my uh, phone, oh, okay. and they pray so slow. <laughs> it's like, hurry up! Yeah, hurry he's up! Like, it's like, Let's get this. Guy. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's a venial <laughs> sin to listen to morning prayer at 1.6 times speed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <No, I, laughs> that because that's what I do. Six times speed, maybe <laughs> yeah, one and a half. You're probably
0: yeah, okay. No. One, one 1.6. Oh, okay. 1.6. Okay, six? I got it.
2: You couldn't even understand it. I'd be like, I don't, I, don't I don't know. Hey, look, they're speaking in tongues. <laughs>
1: Well, that's charismatic yeah. The there, you there you go. There you go. So oh, the my favorite understanding of this whole idea of the two legs of the church is, is uh Saint Francis of Assisi and Saint Dominic. So you had these two guys who That's awesome. When they when they hit the scene in yep. the like in their generation of the church, right? They were just crazy. Like they they were as about as crazy charismatic as you could imagine, right? You have this guy who has is wearing sackcloths like and has has gotten rid of all of his possessions. He's living on the streets. He's mm. pro, like he's announcing a gospel of poverty, right? Yeah. And nowadays, like a thousand years later, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, poverty is is virtuous," like right? Uh-huh. But at that time, people were like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Who are, are you? You're a crazy man!" And <laughs> the church didn't know how to react to yeah. Francis, right? And yet, over time, the mm. Franciscans have become part of the institutional church. So in that moment of the church, the church needed to be reinvigorated by a charism, by a charism. By a charism. Yeah. And so exactly. Francis and the Franciscans were this early charismatic movement Mm -hmm. that over time have been institutionalized Dominic the same way right yeah. They were street preachers and they would go around and they they would like actually like men they were mendicant preachers. They would travel around yes. and preach. The church wasn't used to this model of ministry, right? Yeah. The the Holy Spirit motivated um Dominic to have this new means of doing yes. ministry yeah. and right. proclaiming the gospel. Right. And now that idea of the order of preachers is super institutionalized. They've been around for 700 yeah. years. They're they're this pillar of Orthodoxy in our in our church, right? Yeah. But that was a move of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so if we crush those today, yeah. we don't get the Franciscans and the Dominicans of tomorrow. Well, well again, That's if we're
2: awesome. talking logos and Rhema, yeah. Logos is scripture and tradition. Yep. Tradition was once a Rhema word. So Aquinas was writing.
0: <laughs> the doctors
2: yeah. of the church were writing. Yeah. The church fathers were writing right? Like- Inspired through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. An institutional exactly They were gift. receiving a, 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 what, they, what they contemplated, what mm-hmm. they like in, in the thinking sense, right? What they understood as an individual word that they thought would bless the church. Mm-hmm. And so they wrote it down. And then here we are hundreds of years later, and that has become part of the tradition of the church. Yeah. Well, it's because the Rama was assumed into the logos, same thing. Some of those charisms become assumed in the institution of the church because over mm. time it's tested and seen mm. as good and seen as authentic from the Lord. Well, let's bring her. Let's bring that into her. That's into a church, good word. Right? That's
1: a good word because if it's not from the Lord, it will die off. Of course, right? and So like, don't worry. Like, we don't have to worry no, so much no. because if it's not from the
0: Lord, he if cares it's about his church more than we Church's do. teaching, yeah, it's gonna yeah. die. Like, the Lord's not gonna bless something that's he, unfaithful. Or he's to gonna him. send some awesome saints to knock down that heritage. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, <laughs> Charismatic movement. The yeah. whole Lord will say, destroy "Some Saint Nicholas that punched to the face." Like, <laughs> yes, no, but I,
2: I do think that, like, we, we we need to be like quick to understand, right? That that like, all, although the, the charismatic is is serving the institutional church in the same yeah. way the Rama serves the logos, yeah. they are both coessential one one assumes into the other but to to Aaron's point like that that can exist at the same time both of those can wow. be true at the same time it can be both and
1: I could we could nerd out about this for hours mm. upon hours how do we wrap this idea up <laughs> I think we should pray for it <laughs>
0: oh, wow. you know, um, I, I, I as you as you're speaking Dan and Brad the the lord was kind of giving me a, a word that um the idea of of if if I'm if I'm more oriented toward a charismatic expression, the idea of being institutionalized seems frightening. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, if I'm more straining. oriented toward an institutional expression, the idea of feel stretching. being, you know, embracing a charismatic dimension yeah. seems frightening. It mm-hmm. seems scary. Mm-hmm. Right? What does what the church orient us toward? It, it it says that um that that we must seek. Right, mm-hmm. we must seek the charismatic gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, eagerly desire, Saint Paul says, mm-hmm. the, the the gifts of the Spirit. Why? For the upbuilding of the church. Right. Yeah. The, the gifts are an expression of love. Right. and The church is an expression of love. Right. Right. Uh, I, I think I think it'd be it'd be cool just to close in praying for openness, mm-hmm. that that our hearts would be transformed, right? That that we could, as I suggested earlier, that we could we could we could perform a, an examine of our own of our own spiritual life and ask Jesus, where do you want to stretch me so I can look more like you?
1: Yeah, amen. Right?
0: So let's pray, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Uh, Jesus, we, we love you and we wanna look like you. Uh, Lord, you didn't sit comfortably in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, you, you stretched the boundaries. You are were, you were, uh, borderline extreme mm-hmm. on, on both sides of the aisle. And uh, Lord, you speak through inspiration, through the words of your church. If, if the charismatic and the institutional dimensions of the church are coessential to the divine constitution of the body of Christ, then they're coessential mm-hmm. to us. Yes, mm-hmm. Lord. Yes. So Jesus, I, I pray that I pray that every way that um, that we have positioned ourselves to reject a, a fuller expression of the charismatic or a fuller expression mm-hmm. of the institutional Jesus, that you would correct us, mm-hmm. and that you would show us. Uh, the, the fruit that can come from a well-balanced mm-hmm. and, uh, and a harmonious, complementary life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a sense that um, the Lord is softening hearts right now. I think there are some who have been hardened, uh, hearted to the charismatic movements um, or things that are out of their control. And the Lord just wants to soften your heart right now. So I just pray you take that burden off of them, that you're in control of your church, not us, Mm. that you would soften their heart. And I also get a sense specifically of a um, older woman who has been hurt by the institutional church uh, and has felt rejected because she has tried to to bring about new prayer movements and the church has pushed her aside. And the Lord says, "Uh, I have seen you and I am here with you and I love you and I have not rejected you. And he just wants to soften your heart to forgive those who have yeah. uh, pushed you aside, and so if there's any need for us to forgive someone who has spoken negatively mm-hmm. towards us or has pushed us aside, in Jesus' name, we just uh, we just forgive that person. Mm-hmm. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Lord,
2: you invite us to ask, seek, and knock, and we ask here today that Come you Holy would Spirit. allow us to um, you'd allow us to to be curious about this particular reality, God, that you want both of these in our lives. We, we, we plead that you would allow us to ask the right questions mm-hmm. to lead us to the answers here. And we seek you in it, Lord. We seek Thank your God. face. We seek you, Jesus, because where you are is where we want to be. Mm. And lastly, we knock. We knock on the door that the door would be open. And hopefully, Lord, mm. you will allow it to be opened by someone who thinks differently than us. Let us dialogue. Let us have conversations that matter and let us continue to move forward together as church.
0: Amen. Keep us hungry.
2: (laughs)
1: <laughs> amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen it is amen. so good to be Catholic. It's so good to be alive yes. in this time of the church. Uh, you've been listening to Beyond Damascus, uh, the show where encounter meets mission. This was uh, uh, just a show about how the church is charismatic, whether you like it or not. And in the future, we're going to have a few episodes on uh, supernatural prayer. We're going to have episodes on charismatic expressions of prayer and contemplative expressions of prayer. So If this was edifying, share this with uh, your friends and uh, like and subscribe us so that you can hear the other awesome things we want to talk about around this table. You can find this podcast wherever podcasts are found and uh, we will be praying for you guys. Thank you so much for joining us.